if you believe in the little people and you know that there's a pot of gold at the end of every rainbow, then you belong to the sake of the step. Hello and welcome back to From A to Xenon. We're back to our usual antics today. I'm Avery. And I'm Jahan. And for context, you know, this is a it's been a pretty exciting week for Shahan and I because I live in Houston. Shahan lives in New York City. But mm. this week we actually got to see each other. <laughs> we did. Um, some might call us very lucky to have gotten to spend time with our, our best pals in person. Maybe it's a little bit of that luck of the Irish going around. <laughs> Given that today is, in fact, St. Patrick's Day. Yep, yep, yep. So, Avery, uh, what should, well, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. I said, what should we watch or talk about today since it is St. Patrick's Day? We are talking about the iconic. <laughs> and, I, and I know that I use that word, like, so willy-nilly. But I feel like this one is iconic. I agree. We're talking about 2001's The Luck of the Irish. <laughs> and I mean, there is a reason we started this podcast with an episode about Smart House. That is because our boy Ryan Merriman, he is the DCOM king. Even if he only yes. did two. <laughs> he did two. Three. Three. Sorry, three. He did three of the like most incredible classic decoms there are, you know? Yeah, I I think before there was the panel bakers, before there was Hillary Duff, there was Ryan Merriman. Like absolutely there was Ryan Merriman. <laughs> <laughs> so we we gotta give him his props. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this wild ride of a movie. <laughs> Can I just say, I don't think I had seen this movie in a cool, I would say 15 to 20 years. Like, it, it's been a minute. Okay, I think I've seen it probably at least in the last 10 years, so probably a little more recently, but I did not okay. remember it. I did not remember the pacing of it. Like, because I think as a kid, you remember the fun second half really well. You don't remember the chaos that is the first third of this movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, I very much knew coming in. I knew the storyline. Mm. I could give you lines. I remember the trailer so vividly for this mm. movie. But when I tell you a ride, an experience, <laughs> <laughs> eyebrows were arched. I was like, who wrote this? I know. And why is this okay? <laughs> I have so many questions about like the script. It's, but it's a very funny script about someone who thought they were saying a lot about diversity. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, we're all better for this film. <laughs> um, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had no recollection of how this movie opened because it opens like close up on a number of diverse faces. <laughs> very, very odd. And um mm-hmm. You you are in a boy named Kyle's nightmare about not having anything to say on Heritage Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's scared because the dream is weird. Yeah. I just, <laughs> the 
dream is weird because it's like everybody has a heritage and like all this stuff. But then when it's t- when this girl comes up to the stage and asks for Kyle, mm-hmm. Kyle's miniature, the announcer can't see or hear him, and she almost steps on him, and then he wakes up. <laughs> yes, and he's like. What, you know, she, what if I'm not that lucky? If this is the narration, what if I'm the only person who doesn't have a heritage? What if I'm different? And I really said, wow, he said being white and from Ohio is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, our, our boy Kyle, we're concerned. We don't have a heritage. And so... You know, we come downstairs to loving parents and mom is like, oh, have a yogurt and a fruit bar for your game. It'll give you energy. Mm -hmm. But then he wants to know, he comes with the hard hitting questions. He wants to know, where's our family from, dad? And this is because I had to do direct quotes. Mm -hmm. Dad goes, we're from right here. And Kyle, no. Where do we come from? Where's our heritage? And dad goes, we moved here from Cleveland. (laughs) And then mom goes, we're Americans, Kyle. That's all the heritage we need. What? <laughs> and then she uh, sends him off to school wearing his lucky coin. Um, she makes sure he puts that on. And Kyle's like, I had a weird feeling there was something they weren't telling me. So like, yeah, you asked your parents where you were from and they refused to tell you. <laughs> um, but you know what? That doesn't matter because it's the first time the team has ever made it to the quarterfinals. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are losing. They are one point away. The game is about to end and the ball gets stolen. But Kyle somehow hits it out of his opponent's hand and into the basket, winning the game. And it's something of a miracle. Um, and like the next day, you know, kids are like, dude, that was a lucky shot. And he says, luck's got nothing to do with it. But he is, as he says himself, a lucky guy because everything's going his way. He's winning games. Girls are kissing his cheek. My God, girls kissing his cheek. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, high five in. He's got his best friend who at the time, we don't know this boy's name and we don't find this boy's name out till late in the movie. Is it like over halfway through when we learned his name? Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you his name now because I was like really struggling typing up these notes. I was like, Kyle's friend, his friend, his friend. I was like, why don't we know his name? His name is Russell. Um, Isn't the first person to say it like the an old man? <laughs> yeah, no. And Kyle doesn't even say his name. It's the coach who says his name during a practice like midway through this movie. It's a mess. Anyway, so Russell is walking with him and, you know, walking to him to his locker. And then meanwhile, the girl from The Dream, mm-hmm. who we also find her name a little bit late, I'll tell you, Bonnie Lopez, Bonnie. asks him, what is he going to perform for the Heritage Day? Because she's on the Heritage Day committee. And Russell's like, you're on every committee. Like, she's clearly the overachiever. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, a younger Jahan and Avery <laughs> back in our youth. Maybe a younger Avery. <laughs> Uh, but on on every committee and Kyle goes he says hair today committee is so public television and history is 10 minutes was so 10 minutes ago and says that he'd rather focus on sports and Bonnie's like I know right and Bonnie's like 
America is a nation of immigrants, Kyle. Everyone's ancestors come from another country. And this is where I had to pause because (laughs) Russell Ghost, a black friend, mind you, says, yeah, my family's part Cherokee. She literally just said everyone's family comes from another country and they decide to write him a line with the only indigenous community to the U.S. Because as soon as he said, like, before I even heard the line, as soon as he Russell was about to open his mouth, I was like, what is this boy about to say? <laughs> there, <laughs> there was nothing they could have written that Russell should have said. In <laughs> I was like... Okay, so choosing to, instead of having this difficult conversation that, you know, Russell's family was probably enslaved, we're going to go with the Cherokee aspect of it. Indigenous people. Okay. (laughs) And that's the thing. You make the wild swing to go indigenous people, and you're still... everyone's family comes from another country. It is in, I don't know, I just kept getting stuck on that. I was like, why would you say a community of people that are from this country in answer to that? I was, was, I was thinking too hard about it. Oh, I was too. The history major in me was like, Um, no, no. Anyway, so Bonnie like kind of schools him. She's like, even if you are some kind of mindless jock, you still got a heritage. Um, And I did say this is incredible. This is a film about a white boy who has never in 15 years interrogated his whiteness. (laughs) She's like, like, is your last name Johnson? Did it used to be Johansson? And he's never given that nary a thought. (laughs) And she's like, you know, in real life, you can't depend on luck to make up for not knowing. Oh, no, the teacher says that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Bonnie could have said it. But like, yeah, Kyle is kind of thrown by what Bonnie says, right? He's like distracted during his test. And he decides to just like guess his way through all the answers when the bell rings. And the teacher's like, yeah, in real life, you can't depend on luck to make up for not knowing. You lose points for Mm -hmm. wrong answers. I do that so you don't just guess. Mm -hmm. But Kyle got them all right by guessing because he's a lucky boy. Mm hmm. And then at dinner that night, mom makes some interesting, weird pasta dish from the Eat Smart magazine. And Kyle's still trying to investigate, still trying to interrogate his parents. And is like, oh, like, is this an old family recipe? Is this Italian? Because is this like, is this potentially Italian pasta and all this other stuff? And his parents just look hella uneasy. Like they are trying to duck and dodge this question And at one point, the mom says, just because others are obsessed with where they come from doesn't mean you have to be. It's wild. So first of all, the parents are being shot in these really weird wide angles while he's not. So every time you go to them, they look insane and scary. Yes. And then they are gaslighting their child. (laughs) Yes. And And then his dad is like, being an individual is what America's all about, Kyle. Also, I do think it's very funny that Kyle is grasping at straws. He's like, could we be Italian? Did you look at this family, Kyle? Do you think you could be Italian? <laughs> Meanwhile, I wanted I want to point out the things that like I didn't notice watching this movie like 20 years ago. Walls are green everywhere. Like you see the the living room or like the kitchen area, totally green. Like clover green, dare I say. Like it is very green. I didn't notice that. But what I didn't notice was just like how 
Stepfordy the opening scenes with the parents are. Yeah. They're so yeah. I don't remember being so weirded out by this as a kid, and it's like clearly the point. It's just like <laughs> if it's so over the top. But you know, he he keeps pushing. He's like, Bonnie said everyone's family comes from somewhere. We can't always have lived in Cleveland unless you know we're indigenous. We're not, are we? He didn't say indigenous, but you know, just bear with me. <laughs> yeah. Um uh and the dad's like, I don't think so. And he's like then what are we? Your great grandfather moved here, uh, moved uh, to Cleveland from Buffalo. <laughs> Where is his family from? <laughs> mess. <laughs> Absolute mess. The next day, Kyle is trying to go to the library and tries to search the name Johnson, y'all. Like he's going to find any critical information. <laughs> Grasping at straws. This is because they hadn't started learning about search engine optimization in middle school yet at this point. <laughs> yes. Bonnie goes and sees him and is like, "Ugh, are you looking up sports stats? And he's like, no, I'm actually trying to figure out, you know, my heritage and where I come from. And, he, and she's like, oh, okay. Like, do you know your mom's maiden name? Kyle doesn't even know his mom's maiden name, y'all. <laughs> That's wild to me. <laughs> like, I just think about, like, how often you hang out with both sets of grandparents. You know, I was like, I, I knew my mom's maiden name probably at age four. <laughs> yes, he knows nothing. So he doesn't, he has nothing to go off of. He tries to go home and search in dad's yearbook, but he doesn't see dad's name in the yearbook because his dad's name is Bob Johnson, but he can't find Bob Johnson in the yearbook. But instead, he finds a Bob Smith and he sees his dad's picture next to the Bob Smith. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> his mom walks into the study where he's uh, he's rifling through papers and he pretends, mm -hmm. you know, nothing is up. And he goes to hang with Russell and he's like, why would he change his name from Smith to Johnson? If you're going to change your name, at least change it to something interesting. And mm -hmm. I will say at this point in the movie, we are 12 minutes in. And if I think I had watched this movie without the very pointed title or even a trailer as context, so far it's a scary spy movie. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's what they even think. Because like Russell and Kyle are trying to guess like why he would have changed his name. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, maybe he's in the FBI. Maybe he's a hitman. Maybe they're hippies from the 60s and had to, like, mm -hmm. escape. Trying to predict, like, all these wild predictions or scenarios or reasons why. Meanwhile, Kyle is, like, as they're shooting hoops, Kyle is making these impossible shots. Mm -hmm. Like, doing it behind his back, like, not even looking. And Russell's like, you're the luckiest guy in school. Like, how are you making shots like this? You know, at this point, like, doesn't he touch the the rim? Yeah, he touches the rim, right? He touches the rim, and uh, Russell is like, you know, I think it's that lucky charm. I think it really works. And Kyle's like, I don't know about that. And then he, he stops and he finds a $10 bill. And Russell says, you're always finding money lying in the street. And that was, like, killing me. I was like, how often is this boy finding money in the street? Listen. <laughs> but you know they're they're joking around and they see a sign for an irish festival actually mm -hmm. with a mm -hmm. dancer named seamus mctiernan and on the poster actually they see 
a symbol that's the same as his lucky coin, actually. Kyle, who's apparently a dummy, is like, oh, you know, maybe the coin is Irish. I always thought it was Chinese or something. Maybe my mom's Irish. Maybe she is. <laughs> so Russell and Kyle decide to go to the Irish Festival Irish event. Mm-hmm. Um, we get kind of a zoom in on a man saying top of the morning to everybody. Okay. Uh, they go to the event and they see gold coins that looks like Kyle's and Russell's like, Hey, like these are your coins. But Kyle's like, no, this one's different. Like mine is real gold. Yeah. Those are fake. And Yeah. Those are fake. And then all of a sudden this old man just comes up to them and is like, you can always tell the real ones from the fake. And it, they're like, okay, who is this? Who is this dude? <laughs> who is this old man? Just like coming up and talking to us. Talking to us a lot about shoes. He's yes. Like, he's like, did you make your shoes yourself? Or does your mom still do it for you? And he's got this strong Irish accent. And Russell's like, they're called basketball shoes. <laughs> um, you buy them from a store. <laughs> um, and he's like, uh, not approving of the basketball shoes, you know, hitting at Kyle's foot. Well, uh, he shows off his shoes. He's like, they're good Irish leather. Soft as a spring shower and tough as a landlord's heart. What? (laughs) Um, There is also a snake on the bottom of his shoe, we see. Yeah. But he's then off and he kind of disappears after flipping a bunch of coins to like, he tells a woman that he's going to buy him some chips. The coins that he flips land in a perfect stack. I was going to say a bag of spuds, which... I just realized in watching this 20 years later that he was talking about potato chips. I don't oh. know. That didn't <laughs> land with me at like 10 years old. <laughs> you thought he was buying them a sack of potatoes? You know, that yeah, is something says, an old Irish man would do if he was just talking about shoes. You are completely right. You know what? I, yeah, he was I like, stand with young Avery. He like, yeah, he was like, give the boys a bag of spuds. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, potato chips. Okay. <laughs> um... But yes, so Seamus McTiernan, the saint of the steppe, this is who they're here to see. He's in leather pants. He's in a shiny green shirt. He's got a perfect name and he has my whole heart. (laughs) He's up there and he just looks like someone who was born to be hot to moms. Does that make sense? Like something about his presence on the stage is like, oh, he was there for the moms. That's where he's making his money. Like, the moms are bringing their kids to see Seamus. Okay, okay, This is all conjecture, to be clear. (laughs) There's a big crowd. There's all these people starting to step dance. And, um, you know, Seamus is, like, really getting the crowd going. And Mm -hmm. Russell's not that into it. He's like, this is kind of bogus. And he turns and Kyle is step dancing along, beat for beat. (laughs) And he can't Mm -hmm. stop. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't help it. Kyle's got moves we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. He's dancing so hard that he falls to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then like two dubious men, the first one who was saying like top of the morning to you, they like come and help him like get up. And then they put like this Irish looking leg because it's like green and white around his neck. Yeah. And like Kyle has this uneasy feeling and he like puts his his lucky charm or his his coin around his neck. He like puts it underneath his shirt because he's like, 
<laughs> this felt weird. Yeah. Next morning, Kyle wakes up, immediately drops a trophy on his foot. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. He goes downstairs. His mom says, top of the morning to you. She's got a... Uh, She's got big red hair now. And he's like, mom, what's going on? She's like, I thought I'd try a more natural look. She's suddenly speaking with an Irish accent. And can I also say at the beginning of this movie, mom had like straight hair. Mm -hmm. And now she's going for a curly look. And I don't know if it's just me as a woman. I'm like, do you mean to tell me that she's been straightening her hair every day since Kyle has been born to hide the fact (laughs) that she has curly hair in Irish? You don't know what it's like to try to... <laughs> don't know what she's thinking. I don't know. But her hair is stunning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, meanwhile, her curls are luscious. I said, my nose. They are incredible. Well, I don't know why she was straightening her hair. <laughs> why was she straightening her hair every day? Um, but yes, she's now got a suddenly got an Irish accent. And um, the dad comes out and he's like, do I smell bacon? And sure enough, she's like, she's like making bacon and eggs instead of her usual health food. And the dad's like, isn't that a lot of cholesterol? And even like Kyle's like, does mom sound a wee bit? And then he's like, did I just say a wee bit? So Kyle's starting to notice mom's got an accent. He's sounding funny. And uh, mom decides it's time. And she says, there's something we've got to tell you. And the dad's like trying to stop her. He's like, are you sure? She's like, there's no use trying to hide it. It's about my family, Kyle. We're Irish. <laughs> and that to me feels incredibly bended like Beckham, where it's like the big reveal is that you're Irish. <laughs> Jess, I'm Irish. <laughs> ah! She claims like that's what she's protecting him from, you know, right? Like, I want to protect you from the way it was when the Irish first came to America. The jokes, the dirty jobs no one else wanted to take and the sign saying no Irish need apply. I wanted you to be 100% American. And Kyle's like, the Irish immigrant stuff was over a hundred years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> he brings up a good point. <laughs> like, I don't remember any Irish students in school with us being persecuted. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it feels like the moms misled him again. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing to Kyle. That's all I'm going to say. But for the sake of the movie, we're just going to keep it moving. <laughs> Listen, Kyle, it was over a hundred years ago, but it doesn't matter because she has packed him a lunch. This lunch killed me as a kid because it is a little little bucket, a pail of fish and something else. <laughs> yeah. This, she hands him a bucket of fish. And the thing that kills me is that like, he doesn't push back at all. We see him walking to school with the bucket of fish. He's like, I guess this is what mom packed me. It's what I'm taking. <laughs> And I want to be clear, like, I know there it's meant to be like, oh, this like traditional Irish food, like even the bacon and eggs looks like massive and giant and just like yeah. not what you would. Tr- a whole rasher of, of bacon. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like blood sausage and all this other stuff. So it's meant to be unappetizing. Mm-hmm. But that bucket, I swear, was rusty and old. Like, why <laughs> could we put it in a shiny bucket? Like, I, <laughs> that was the unappetizing part for me. I was like. Why does this pail look old as hell? (laughs) So funny. (laughs) This is the start of the unluckiest day of his life, basically. 
He's walking to school with Russell. He finds money on the ground again, but then a car drives through a puddle while he's bent over picking up the money and soaks him. Uh, You know, all sorts of things happened to him that day. The water fountain makes it look like he peed. He loses, uh, he spills his fish lunch on himself and then he loses money, his money so he can't buy lunch. And Russell's like trying to comfort him. He's like, it's just bad luck. It happens to everybody. And Kyle's like, I've never lost anything in my entire life, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's basketball practice and Russell's like, hey, Kyle, show him that you can hit the rim. Does he hit the rim, Avery? Nah, he barely, he doesn't even touch the net and he falls. Embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Coach wants them to get ready for the game, the semifinal game tonight Mm -hmm. and ask them to make 10 foul shots before they leave practice today. Tells Russell to go first. And this is the first time we are hearing Russell's name. I just want to point out (laughs) it's when the coach says, Russell, go first. Russell misses the first shot. And so the next person is Kyle. Kyle does his, it's all in the wrist. And then like literally turns around and misses. And he's like back of the line, Kyle. And I wish you guys could have seen the face that Kyle made when he missed this shot. It looks like he lost his dog. Like he looks so distraught and shocked that he missed this basket. Oscar for Ryan Merriman. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, he's never lost anything in his life. He's never missed these shots. Um, and even the coach looks a little shocked he missed. And uh, end of practice, everyone's gone. It's just Russell and Kyle. Russell hits his 10th one finally. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I did it. You know, I, I he's like, how many do you have left? Kyle has 10 left because he has not made a single shot all practice in the time it took Russell to hit 10. And it seems like Russell is maybe not like as strong a player as the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. So Russell leaves, Kyle is getting frustrated. He like tosses a basketball at the backboard. (laughs) Bonnie is here now and she's like, don't want to perpetuate a stereotype, but I've heard the Irish are a little hot headed. Okay, Bonnie. And she's like, Russell told her that Kyle was Irish. And she's like really excited because this girl has a one-track mind. She's like, so what are you going to do for heritage? (laughs) And he's like, well, I was thinking of doing some step dancing. That looked kind of fun. And she's like, sorry, you're going to learn to step dance between now and Heritage Day? And he said, it didn't look that hard. And then Bonnie gets mad at him and is like, well, everything's easy for you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And he's like hey, what's your problem? And she says, you're a nice guy and all, but you'd be a better person if everything hadn't always been so easy for you. Bonnie Mm -hmm. said, I like my men with a little bit of adversity. (laughs) A little something to overcome. (laughs) I'm dead. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Bonnie calls it like it is. She was like, you guys got outplayed by the other team. And the only reason why you won is because you got lucky. Right. Like, mm-hmm. she, she's really calling him out on his stuff. It's so interesting because nobody else, I mean, to be fair, Russell did say he's the luckiest guy he knows, but nobody else seems to acknowledge how like wild it is that everything is this easy for him. We've seen like little mm-hmm. pieces of it. The teacher is like, oh, he got everything right. And Russell said it, but like everyone else is just like, Kyle's the best. <laughs> Bonnie makes her, her shot with the basketball. Mm-hmm. And Kyle is like, you got, you were lucky. 
And Bonnie says, it takes hard work. Practice? Oof. Yeah, and so Bonnie really seems to have something that makes her mad about basketball because she was like, the state championship isn't something you just look into. So she is like, you know, Kyle has all these things and just thinks they should be handed to him. Anyway, it's a semifinal game and Kyle is stinking it up. Mm-hmm. And the whole crowd is like, take him out. Uh, Bonnie looks like she feels bad. Everybody is upset. Kyle's upset. Um, and this boy, Drake, starts kind of scoring for them. And so we leave the game. We, we're home with Kyle and his parents. And he's like, it was like I've never played before. I couldn't even make a shot. And his parents are like, but your team won. You're going to the finals. And he's like, yeah, thanks to Drake, not me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and his mom says, you don't need to be playing basketball. You should be hurling. <laughs> Which is apparently an Irish sport. <laughs> because Kyle's like, I, I'm i not sick. I just played poorly. <laughs> and I truly, at this point, I was like, I honestly forgot how funny the mom's Irish transformation is. Because the dad's like, are you feeling okay? And she's like, I might drink a bit of warm body clapper before I go to bed. Everything she says is so fucking funny. <laughs> All right. Next morning. Things are happening, Mm y'all. The milk truck passes by. And this time when Kyle wakes up, he notices that his face is like barely touching the mirror. Mm -hmm. He's getting shorter. His pajama pants all of a sudden don't fit. Mm -hmm. He's got an accent going on (laughs) because... He and his dad are at the top of the stairs and they smell something like burning. And all of a sudden, Kyle's got a really strong Irish accent. And we go downstairs and is it mom like making something in the fireplace? She's got a peat fire going in the fireplace. The house is filled with smoke. Uh, Yes. (laughs) She's uh, cooking them breakfast, I guess. So Kyle leaves for school with Russell Russell says, my dad says if we don't win tonight, he's adopting the other team. (laughs) Oh, no. And then Russell starts to notice that Kyle looks a little shorter. He's like, oh, you look a little shorter. Maybe I'm hitting the growth spurt. I love Russell the way he is enthused about things. And tell me why Kyle says, no, it's all this Irish food. I'm just packing on a little weight. Sir, how does that make you shorter? That makes you wider. Well, things are bad at school. Everyone has turned on Kyle for being so bad at basketball. They're all about Drake now. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that he choked and no love from the ladies. No love from the ladies. (laughs) Mm -mm. And then science class rolls around and they're talking about magnets. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about what metals are attracted to or what what are metals that magnets are attracted to? Kyle can't answer the question, but Russell, STEM king. I was going to say men in STEM. (laughs) (laughs) Answers iron, cobalt, and nickel. And so they're supposed to be trying out, you know, Did you ever, did you, I think, at least for me, I knew that information for the rest of like my schooling because of this movie. I was like, yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like I remember other kids when we were learning about magnets being like, iron, cobalt, and nickel. (laughs) Ah, I love it! 
like the limit does not exist in Mean Girls where it just kind of sticks in your brain and you learn this one fact. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're supposed to be trying out different metals that are attracted to magnets. And all of a sudden they point out that when they're up to the magnet, Kyle's coin around his neck is attracted to the magnet. <gasps> and Russell's like, I thought you said that was made of pure gold. And he's like, no, it is. And he's like, and Russell's like, magnets don't lie, man. <laughs> so Kyle realizes that he must have lost the real one. Mm-hmm. And he is like frantically searching. We cut from the science lab. We're going down, like we're in the hallway. He's find- trying to find these random coins from his pocket, from his backpack. He falls to the ground, coins scattered everywhere. Um, Bonnie comes out of nowhere. <laughs> What are you doing here, Bonnie? And is <laughs> I know Bonnie's over here trying to apologize, um, saying that like you know I hope me like calling you lazy yesterday didn't throw you off your game. And he's like, you didn't call me lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh well, you like you know what I mean. And he's like, oh, is he? Are you getting shorter? And Russell's like, no, he's he's bulking up. Like <laughs> and Russell so, is the best friend. Um, <laughs> I know, a real one. And then Kyle uses his coins trying to use the payphone because we have payphones at this school. 2001. <laughs> uh, but the payphone doesn't work. And Kyle's like so frustrated and so upset. And then he takes off his hat. Oh my God. And his hair is like this fiery red, orange color. And his ears are starting to look a little pointy. And Russell's like, hey. Favorite line of the movie. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey. I wish I could dye my hair, but my dad's got this thing about Dennis Rodman. Maybe the dad was right to have a thing about Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Can I just point out that this is the second movie that we've had a Dennis Rodman reference to? Because right. if you recall, in Under Wraps, <laughs> mm-hmm. One of our characters dressed at the Halloween party dresses up as Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I was, it was like in the back of my head. I was like, we've just talked about Dennis Rodman. So <laughs> Kyle is like, he notices that he's now shorter than Russell. And he's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Russell's like, if you cut school, like what if you can't play in the game? But he's like, but he can't play in the game like this way anyway, with the mm-hmm. hair and the ears. So he goes home where his mom is tiny. <laughs> and this is where the movie really gets going i would say i I think like this last scene is when we really start to get into how i remember the movie because to me the movie starts when he starts turning a little redheaded and a little pointy-eared and then you get home and his mom is one foot tall and on the kitchen counter and his dad says there's something your mother and i need to tell you please how did he not faint he just like lightly gasps and his mom goes, I'm a leprechaun. <laughs> I truly forgot how funny this movie was. I think in my head I was just like, yeah, that's just that movie from when I was a kid about a family of leprechauns. And now I'm like, this is, somebody thought of this and wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> we were lucky to grow up in the greatest years of creative works. <laughs> <laughs> the golden age <laughs> anyway and she goes dad's like 
And he's to his dad, he's like, are you a leprechaun too? And he's, the dad's like, no, no, I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> really, really honing in on that Cleveland. <laughs> the dad's like, you know, uh, they're both like, we'd, wa- we'd have told you earlier, but we wanted you to have a normal American childhood. And that's when Kyle puts things together. And he says, me? You mean I'm a leprechaun too? Iconic. This is what I remember from the trailer. <laughs> and the mom's like, and what else would you be? You with the blood of Clan O'Reilly rushing through your veins? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Everything she says from this point on is so funny to me. <laughs> before, before there was, you're a wizard, Harry. There was, <laughs> I'm a leprechaun too? <laughs> Um, he's like, wait, so I'm going to keep getting shorter? And the mom, the mom again, a foot tall is like, you don't look short to me. (laughs) Um, and Kyle's like, dad, you said this was like an allergic reaction or something. I'm going to get tiny, but he's only half leprechaun. So it's going to take longer for him. And then Mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. we turn away and suddenly we turn back and the mom is playing a tiny flute and dancing. (laughs) And the dad's like, well, as long as the O'Reillys have their luck, you're supposed to be able to pass for humans. And Kyle's mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, so maybe we're just out of luck. And the dad's like, no, that couldn't happen. The luck is the co- your lucky coin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kyle's like, oh, no. He runs up to the mom and he's like, someone must have stolen my coin. And she's like, you're wearing it around your neck. He's like, this is a fake. It's not gold. And she like investigates and confirms. And he's like, it must have been that old man at the fair. Mmm. Uh-oh. Do you remember the old man, Avery? The old man with the snake on the bottom of his shoe? <gasps> and suddenly the parents are like, uh, the mom's like, does he have a snake on the bottom of his shoe? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he did. It's like stealing from his own grandson. <laughs> and Kyle's like, sorry, I have a maternal grandson. <laughs> this is how you choose to tell him? Ma'am. The old man at the fair who bought him a bag of spuds is his grandfather. And the dad's like, I knew we should have moved when they opened that new chip Mm -hmm. factory. We were bound to run into him. And Kyle's like, Emerald Isle? And the mom's like, surely he owns the whole company. What? They've been talking about this. Heir to a potato chip fortune. (laughs) I know. And they've been talking about this chip brand throughout the film. That's what Russell's dad is eating at the games. Everybody's. That's the spuds that are purchased for them. <laughs> Russell offered him some chips early and was like, they're Emerald Isle. <laughs> uh, so these chips have been everywhere so far. Um, and then the mom's like, ah, come along now, boys. We'll shame him with what he's done. And she picks up the car keys, which are <laughs> massive. I don't know. This is me just trying to describe visual gags. But every time she picked up something normal sized and she was tiny, I was like, well, this is comedy, baby. <laughs> and the dad's like, honey, I think maybe I should drive. <laughs> and they're off. They go to the Emerald Isle chip factory. Mm-hmm. The mom's and struggling Kyle- with the seatbelt. Oh. Oh no, just again, the mom with something normal size, she can't open her seatbelt. <laughs> and they tell her that she should stay in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle and his dad is at the headquarters or at the factory. And Kyle asks why hadn't he met his grandfather before? And the dad says that his grandfather didn't approve of mixed marriages. And that they... 
and that they had to move away from Cleveland and change their name so so that his mom's family didn't find them or wouldn't find them, y'all. Has, has the grandfather not heard of Loving versus Virginia? I was like, what is this? <laughs> and also, what? Okay, so you marry someone your family doesn't approve of. Why do you have to hide from your family then? What are these going to do to you? Why do you have I to don't. change your name? I don't know. <laughs> but the dad kind of gets like, tries to be a little firm with the security guard and is like, we're not leaving until we meet with the head of the company and all this other stuff. And they get thrown out by security in the next, like, literally at the seconds later um and but kyle was like you know why does why did he not approve of you and the dad said well sometimes leprechauns can be a little (laughs) small-minded i love this movie (laughs) i can tell (laughs) it's just complete nonsense from top to bottom the the mixed marriage of it all is so shocking (laughs) I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Oh, we're dealing with generational drama now. Okay. I thought we were just looking for a lucky coin. (laughs) Um, But uh, yes, the security guard is like, Mr. O'Reilly says he doesn't have a daughter. Um, And then, so the dad's like, let me go talk to your mom and strategize. And Kyle's waiting around and he sees that Bonnie's Young Achievers Club, their field trip today was to the potato chip factory. And so Kyle sneaks in with them and is like asking questions like, are we going to meet Mr. O'Reilly? No, he's too busy. Mm -hmm. Where is his office? It's in another part of the factory. And Bonnie like notices he's with them and she's like, what are you doing here? Um, And he's like, I'm trying, my grandfather's Mr. (laughs) O'Reilly. I'm trying to meet him. Go ahead. I was going to say, what is Mr. O'Reilly's full name, Jahan? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Riley O'Reilly. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so embarrassed. Why is it Riley O'Reilly? <laughs> why could it why couldn't we come up with something more original? <laughs> Perfect name. No notes. <laughs> oh my god. And so he's like, I'm trying to meet it. Mr. O'Reilly's my grandfather. I'm trying to talk to him. And she's like, why can't you talk to him? He's like, well, he's mad at my grandmother. And she's like, why is he mad? I'm mad at my mother. And she's like, why is he mad at your mother? She's asking all these very logical questions. And he's like, because she married my father. And he, she's like, why is she mad at him for marrying your father? And Kyle's just like, because she's not, because he's not a leprechaun. <laughs> And uh, honestly, Bonnie, even though she's been annoying to Kyle to this point in the film and only cared about Heritage Day, she ends up kind of a ride or die. Because she's like, he said this leprechaun thing and I am on board with it. Because he's saying all this as suddenly security notices them on the cameras and presses some red alert button and they're suddenly being chased. They're being chased by security through a potato chip factory. They try driving a cart, which is also very funny because the security guard immediately catches up with the cart. Like... It seems like it would have been faster to just run. (laughs) Um, They're crashing into boxes. They're running. Kyle eventually falls down a tube into a bin of potato chips. And uh, the person, the people who pull him out, his grandfather is right there. Um, And this is also when I say that Bonnie's a ride or die. 
she followed him down the tube. Only the bit mm-hmm. of potato chips is gone, so that girl just falls directly on the floor. <laughs> yep. Um, but yes, uh, his, uh, he's now finally met his, O'Reilly is like, I think that's my grandson. Kyle takes off his hat and Bonnie's like, oh, Kyle, oh no. <laughs> his ears have gotten even pointier and he's like, I'm turning, I remember this line so well for some reason, probably because I didn't know what a Vulcan was as a kid. He's like, I'm turning into a Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. And uh, the the grandfather's like, come on, let's take you back to my office. You can lie down or, you know, maybe make some shoes to calm yourself down. <laughs> What's up with this man and making shoes? He's like, when you make your own shoes, you're the master of your feet. <laughs> and, and so... Well, oh, Ky- well, Kyle says, I don't want to make my own shoes and I don't want to be a leprechaun. And the grandfather doesn't have any interest in him denying who he is, but he's like, well, if you don't want to be a leprechaun, just put your coin back on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and this is yeah. where Ky- mm-hmm. say, and this is where Kyle says he doesn't have the coin, and and that he has it. And mm-hmm. the grandfather's like, no, I don't. The Grenda, because that's what they call him <laughs> in this movie. Uh, but the grandfather's like, I don't have it. Um, he accused the grandfather accuses the mom of trying to take it to turn Kyle against him. Like this reverse psychology. (laughs) These two really do not think much of each other, which to be fair, if you had disowned me for marrying a non-leprechaun, I probably wouldn't think much of you either, but it seems to go both ways. The disdain. (laughs) (laughs) So the grandfather's like, you really don't have it. And he's like, no, I don't. I think this is the part where the grandfather he does this whole little like speech about coming to America and being oppressed and enduring famine and hardship and having to leave their land. And just as they were starting to get their luck, Kyle loses it. He screams (laughs) that shit. (laughs) Yeah. And Kyle's like, well, why am I the one that had to have it? Like, why couldn't you or mom hold on to it? And the grandfather explains that it's the youngest person of the clan who has to hold on to it. Young people get all the luck. He says, like, grumpily. <laughs> yeah, um, and he he's like, and he's like, he's one, terrified. He's like, I'm about to go bankrupt. I'm about to lose it all. <laughs> and, like, Bonnie is like, luck isn't everything. Like, you didn't build mm-hmm. this company without a whole lot of hard work. It didn't come from nothing. Bonnie really believes in the American dream, by the way. <laughs> this girl has been told to pull herself up by her bootstraps every day of her life and she is constantly speechifying about it and the grandfather's like look at everything to do with it i'd still be a short order chef if i hadn't accidentally sliced the potatoes this if i hadn't sliced the spuds too thin and bonnie goes are you saying you invented the potato chip (laughs) and that is what he's saying (laughs) yeah Bonnie points out she was like, the potato chip was invented 100 years ago. And the granddad's 200 like, years ago, yeah, yeah, So, so what? <laughs> um, and then <laughs> suddenly the grandfather is playing the flute. Bonnie says, do you have to do that? And I think he says, yes, of course, I'm a leprechaun. It's how we display our sorrow or something wild like that. <laughs> 
Um, at this point, Kyle's upset because he's like, I wish I didn't go poking out or poking out to find out who he is. He wishes that he didn't have a heritage. Mm-hmm. And then he says, well, why don't they go to Seamus from the event and see if someone has reported the coin or has turned it in or, or you know, they should go and report it as stolen. <laughs> the grandfather immediately, immediately <laughs> gets up and is like, Seamus? <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's the one that took the coin. <laughs> So, I think he calls him like a fraud. He calls him some names. He calls him a fair. Uh, so I'm gonna say this wrong. But oh. it's a fair Derek, which is a bad kind of leprechaun. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> who are okay. uh, known for thieving and gambling is what we se- seem to get the sense of throughout the film. Um, okay. So they go. They rush to the parents' car because the uh, the dad is still looking for Kyle because he Kyle had disappeared on him. The grandfather says something and the dad's like, oh, really? And the grandfather says, no, O'Reilly, and you must be Bobby. (laughs) This is his first time meeting his (laughs) son-in-law. The grandfather is like upset and is like mad about the coin and is going to the car window to talk to Kathleen, his daughter. And he's like, I swear on my mother's grave. And The mother apparently slaps him. We just hear the sound of a slap and see him go flying back. Because remember, she's tiny. And she's like to Kyle, like, don't be wasting your sympathy on him. Swearing on his mother's grave when she's still alive. (laughs) Okay. So now we know Kyle has a great grandmother. (laughs) So we're just getting the whole family tree here. Yes. um, And they're like still fighting and... Kyle or Bonnie, someone's like, that's all in the past. Can we just forget about it? We have something to do. Um, They're like, forget about the past? (laughs) But, you know, they've got a mission on their hands. So, yes. Um, And the the grandfather is like, well, maybe it is too late to be objecting to a marriage with your boy all grown up now. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's a fair point. This child is 14. (laughs) And Kyle, like, is like, okay, Bonnie, look, I got to go. We have to go find my coin. And Bonnie says, I'm going with you. And he's like, what about the young achievers? She's like, the young achievers are supposed to be about seizing opportunities. And I'm going to seize the opportunity to help the leprechaun get his gold back. He's like, how many chances are you going to get that opportunity? And I was like, you're so right, Bonnie. (laughs) Um, and she's also like, you know, I also only joined the Young Achievers because my parents said it would look good on college apps. I really wanted to play basketball. Huh. Mm. That's why she's so good. Mm. A poor girl's been practicing and her parents have been denying her. I know. Yeah. She's just practicing at a sport she's not allowed to play. That's so sad. Um, the car won't start. So they have to take the grandfather's car instead. What kind of car does the grandfather drive? It is a giant green caddy convertible, sure I want to say. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like a, a gorgeous shade of green. <laughs> like yeah. Irish yeah. flag green, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, they're driving to go find Seamus because they know he's at the fairgrounds, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And on the way there, Russell sees them. Tell me why this boy sees his friends, and hops directly into the convertible between them. Doesn't ask any questions beforehand, just jumps in. 
And the grandfather's like, hey, this car's a little crowded. <laughs> Rachel's like, nah, I'm here. <laughs> By this time, grandfather's beard is starting to like grow completely oh, yes. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell sees that Kyle's ears are getting more pointy. And then Russell sees Kyle's miniature mob. <laughs> and it's like, Mrs. Johnson? So uh, we we drive up to this uh, giant RV tour bus style thing that says the saint of the step on the side. We we realize it's his tour bus or whatever. And um, the dad is like, okay, let me go check. I'm the adult here. And the grandfather says, if you get in any trouble with Seamus, try making a bet with him. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how to say this. The fair Dereg go wild for a bit of gambling. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dad looks in the window and sees a whole safe filled with gold coins. I love this. It's a jump scare. Seamus pops up at the window, <laughs> sees the dad. The dad freaks out. And then suddenly they're driving away really fast. And the dad's like falling off the side of the bus. And we're in the middle of a chase scene. Mm-hmm. Seamus is driving like a maniac while laughing maniacally also. The mom is in someone's pocket. <laughs> um... And Seamus is like talking to his two henchmen who you might remember from taking the coin earlier and is like, why don't you give them some of that corned beef and cabbage back there? Always happy to share a a meal with a fellow leprechaun. And they throw a pot of corned beef and cabbage onto their windshield. It's, It's a very silly chase scene. They get a flat and the RV gets away and Kyle's like, grab the spare, we can still catch him. And the grandfather's like, I don't have a spare. With all the good luck I've always had, I never needed one. Dang. Dang. This is what Bonnie's always saying about needing some adversity. (laughs) The car, because of the cabbage and corned beef, crashed into like a trash can, Mm -hmm. trash bin situation. And so with no spare tire, they're kind of just stuck. Mm -hmm. And Seamus and his RV like drives away. Mm -hmm. And Kyle tells Russell, like, you should get going for the game. And Russell feels bad about leaving him because he's like, Kyle's the reason why the team got even this far. And Kyle realizes that he was never even really good at sports. Like, it was all just luck. And Kyle goes on this, like, I miss my old life. Mm -hmm. I miss the way things used to be. And Bonnie says he should be lucky. Like, things can get worse. And then it immediately starts raining. (laughs) Bonnie, why would you do this to this poor family of leprechauns? (laughs) It immediately starts raining and the grandfather can't get the top up off off the caddy convertible. And the family is yelling at each other in the rain. And this is this is the scene that like I remember vividly from childhood because this is a scene where Bonnie tells them that like stop yelling at each other. And tells him that they need to keep trying and not to give up. And she says, well, the Irish came to this country. They were treated unfairly and had to take jobs that no one wanted and got paid less. And Russell goes, well, at least they got paid. Tell me why we then cut to the dad, like, raising his eyebrows and nodding in agreement with Russell. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. I feel like, why are they, like... I feel like if you were going to avoid that topic, you have to actually avoid it, not keep throwing throwaway lines about it in. Yeah, yeah. Or address it. You can't just do it in the middle. <laughs> we're indigenous, but at least we can get 
Oh, gosh. Okay. And so Body goes, they didn't give up. <laughs> like, they kept going. And Kyle's like, she's a young achiever. <laughs> and Body goes, I'm an, I'm an American. We're all Americans. And Americans don't give up. <laughs> She loves a speech. She loves to inspire. <laughs> this Every is a Captain saluted. America salute. <laughs> um, and I will say, Bonnie had been feeling bad earlier that day because she was worried she threw Kyle off his game by telling him he had it easy. So she also owes him this speech, I would say, because she has, like, she kind of, like, took away some of his confidence, which he was going to lose without the luck anyway. She kind of needs to pump him back up. Um yeah. But yes, they were <laughs> while they were fighting, the grandfather was like, none of this would have happened if you hadn't married my daughter. And I was like, you're saying this in front of your grandson? <laughs> Listen, harsh words were said and Bonnie needed to chime in and get this family back on track. I was, yes, what they needed was a 14-year-old girl to point them in the right direction. <laughs> After Bonnie's beautiful Emmy-winning speech, it immediately stops raining and everyone gets to work. I forgot how they go their separate ways. Someone's going to go work on the tire. Yes, the dad. So what happens is the dad is like, okay, I'll go to that gas station and try to get a spare. The mom says, take me with you. She had been hiding from the rain under a matchbook. Very fun. Just wanted to mention another little tiny thing. (laughs) Which is also so funny because I don't think I knew what a matchbook was very well as a kid. And I I was like, why does she have a binder just her size? (laughs) What? I remember it as a binder quite clearly. (laughs) Oh my word. Listen, uh, some of us were as sheltered as Kyle. We weren't lighting matches. <laughs> um, I still am very bad with matches and fire. Um, but they, uh, the, and the grandfather's like, and I'm going to do whatever I can to get this top up. Bonnie's like, and I should get back and I should tell the young achievers where I've been. And she's about to leave. And Kyle says, thanks for helping, Bonnie. You being here makes me think maybe I haven't lost all Mila. That's beautiful. That's some flirtation. <laughs> I mean, and the grandfather sees it too, because as soon as Bonnie walks away, the grandfather gives him a look. He gives him a look, and but like, you know, he, he thought he even only had game with the ladies because of his luck, but now it's not just hard work. It's hard work with the ladies, you know? Kyle is... <laughs> All right, onwards we go. He's like, do you think we can still get the luck back? And the grandfather's like, I don't want to lie to you. It would take a miracle to catch Seamus now. And Russell's like, hey, look, there's a rainbow. (laughs) He's just like being like, oh, look, a rainbow. This is so nice. And the grandfather looks up at the rainbow quite seriously. And Kyle's like, haha, what if there's a pot of gold at the end of it? Kind of joking around. Mm -hmm. But it's too late. The grandfather is sprinting towards the end of that rainbow. And Russell's like, where are we going? And Kyle says, I don't know. And Russell to the grandfather's like, where are we going? To the end of the rainbow. And Russell's like, you can't run to the end of the rainbow. And the grandfather says, I could if I was 200 years younger. He's like, no, it's like refracted light. It's not something you can run to the end of. He's like, what are you, some kind of scientist? I'd like to be one day. Stem king. Stem king. And the grandfather isn't having it, though. He's like, well, I'm a leprechaun, so don't be telling me about rainbows. And Russell is, like, ready to push back. But guess what they've just run into? Seamus' RV. It's parked outside some sort of a restaurant where all of the step dancers are rowdily singing and eating and drinking. So they must Mm -hmm. have stopped to Mm -hmm. eat and celebrate. And that is because 
Seamus got hungry and wanted corned beef and cabbage, but he had thrown it all out the window at the family. We do know why they stopped. Um, Kyle says he'll go in and get it. And the grandfather's like, I can't let you go in somewhere like that. Your mom would never forgive me. He's like, I lost the luck. I have to go get it from the RV. And what they do is they go in together and they go up. The safe is now locked. It's the pot of gold safe company. And the grandfather just points his fingers at it and it kind of like smokes and turns and unlocks. And he's like, how'd you do that? It's a leprechaun thing. They get to the pot of gold and Kyle immediately knows which coin is his. He picks it up. He's like, I know this is mine. I can feel it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is where the grandfather lets us down a little bit. The grandfather is like, oh, let's just take the whole box. He's like, you can never be sure with feelings because he's like, I have a feeling this is mine. He's like, just in case, we better take them all, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Kyle says, no, like that would be stealing. And the grandfather's like, he stole this from like all the other leprechauns. Like, and this is not okay. And Kyle's like, we don't know that he stole it, but he's like, all this gold is just lying here for the taking. He's like, no, you mean stealing. He says, I mean seizing the opportunity. Now there's a young achiever. <laughs> and we cut to Seamus in the restaurant and he has this look on his face like he knows, like he has a weird feeling or a weird inkling that like something is wrong. And these two are running out of time, but they're still arguing. Like the grandfather has like a handful of gold coins and Kyle's Mm -hmm. like, we didn't come here to America to steal. We came here to work hard, to get ahead and to make something of ourselves. This is Irish American pride, this whole movie. (laughs) Um, And the grandfather says, did you say we? You know what? It's worth a pot of gold, even one as nice and big as this one, to hear you count yourself among the little people. To hear his grandson have leprechaun pride. So he puts, uh, Kyle puts his luck back on and Mm -hmm. he gets taller. His ears change back and the grandfather's beard goes away. But Seamus has heard he's there and he turns the coins into a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in this like whirl of magic, He grabs hold of the grandfather's beard and pulls him into the whirl. And suddenly the grandfather's gone. And I thought like, oh, where is he gone? Like he's kidnapped the grandfather. No. As soon as Kyle tries to like go out of the RV, Seamus is there holding the grandfather with the beard. So I'm like, you took him from inside the RV to outside the RV? I was so confused. I was like, why didn't he take him to a new location? Why did he not just come inside and grab the beard if we were going to immediately see him? I don't know. I'm asking questions I don't need to be asking. (laughs) Listen, he's opening the trailer. As he opens the trailer, we see Russell being hauled off by the henchman in black too. Seamus wants the coin back. And Kyle, with his quick thinking, decides to make a wager. Mm -hmm. And Kyle's trying to think, like, quick on his feet, like, what is something that he's good at? And Kyle says, like, oh, I can beat you at sports. Mm -hmm. And he says, if I win, he gets to keep the, he gets, Kyle gets to keep the lucky coin and Seamus will let him go, let his grandfather go. But if Seamus wins the coin, the coin is his and they won't go chasing Seamus anymore. Yes. As soon as they make the deal, Seamus slaps Kyle's hand and Kyle, Russell, and the grandfather are transported to a grassy field wearing traditional Irish gear and their grandfather, or Kyle's grandfather is chained to a very large stone. And they are, yeah, as Avery said, they're in traditional Irish gear. They're in kilts. They're suddenly holding, like, they look like field hockey sticks. Apparently they are to play hurling. And they're also in this very, like, 
they're in Ireland, but in like this dark, like gloomy field that looks magical. It's very strange, um, very cloudy, very dark. Um, they uh, they're like, what what's happening? And the grandfather's like, you're playing hurling. <laughs> Um, and they uh, they see, suddenly see Seamus and the henchmen charging towards them and throwing a ball or something. But Kyle actually catches it and throws it back and he scores. So there's um, two different like sides with four rolled up flags. And on their side, the first flag rolls down, the, a blue flag. Mm. They're like, what are we playing? And Seamus is like, surely they're the the Calton games that were played in Ireland for 3,000 years, do you know nothing about your heritage? And Kyle was like, I meant like sports like baseball or something. <laughs> um, but they're not playing sports like baseball or something. They have to toss giant boulders. Seamus obviously wins at that. They have to toss the wagon wheel. And Seamus is like, you might have gotten lucky at hurling, but you're not getting lucky at the traditional tossing of the, the cart wheel or whatever, the carriage wheel. And Seamus wins at that. But then there's others, there's another one where you have to like kick something and Kyle wins at that. It like looks like a soccer type situation, rugby type situation. Mm-hmm. So they're both scoring. Um, they're wrestling and Russell's like, well, Kyle's on the wrestling team. Seamus wins and Kyle's like, it is only junior high. And can we also point out, this was when I realized that they were in junior high. Same. I thought all this time they were like freshmen in high school. Same and I will say, I was going to wait to talk about ca- this when we talk about acting, but I remember this as him being fully like an old boy in high school. He was an adult to me because he's so much older than he is in Smart House. I was like, this guy's a full grown man as a child watching this. But no, they're in junior high. Same as Smart House, apparently. <laughs> and as they were wrestling, I think Seamus is talks about how he wants to take all the coins and rule over the leprechauns mm-hmm. in America. Like that is his devious plan. Mm-hmm. They do wrestling. They do running at some point yes. as a, as a and sport. Seamus wins. Yeah. And Seamus wins that. And then they do the dancing, the traditional uh, dancing. They do a spear and weirdly Kyle wins at that, which shocks me. Spear throwing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. But you said it's a, so he wants to be king of all the leprechauns, right? It's a king we had in Ireland, and I'll be the king. Taking all these coins, I do it for power. I want power. Mm-hmm. And Kyle says, in America, we don't believe in kings. We believe in baseball. Seamus is like, you know, without your luck, there will be no denying who you are. Because he says all this stuff about being American, right? He's like, you know, you're a leprechaun or whatever. But the last sport is dancing, and Russell's like, dancing's not a sport. And the grandfather says, it is in Ireland. And this is incredible because Seamus is, of course, a professional dancer. We've seen him go on tour for dancing. And he gets up there, he does his step thing, he looks great. And Kyle gets up there and he starts doing step dancing with some break dancing moves. And Seamus is like, what kind of step is that? And he says, it's my step. And he gets down on the ground, he's break dancing. And his flag comes down. <laughs> Apparently, whatever power is deciding who wins these games said, yeah, that one's Kyle's. <laughs> and so they're tied. But there's one problem. Kyle's bet was, I bet I can beat you. And Seamus says, you mm-hmm. didn't beat me. We tied. So I'll be taking your luck now. And everyone's like, 
Oh, that cheating man, you know, that's, uh, he twisted your words. He'd make a lawyer tell the truth, <laughs> all these things. He's like ready to take his luck. And Kyle's not ready to give up. He says, I bet I can beat you without my luck. And Seamus is like, what are you saying? Uh, he gives him the coin. And he says, I bet I can beat you at basketball, even without my lucky coin. Mm. And he's like, I already have everything I want. Why would I bet this with you? And he's because he's like, because, uh, oh, also Seamus is not was supposed to let go of the grandfather. He said, I said, I might let him go or I might just keep him as my slave. So Kyle is scrambling to get them out of this situation. He's like, I bet I can beat you at basketball without my luck. And if I lose, I'll be your slave. And the grandfather's like, you cannot make this bet. <laughs> um, and he's like, if I win, I'll get my luck back. I'll get my coin back. And then he says, and you'll live forever in the land of my fathers and never leave the shores of Erie again. Seamus is like, all right, sure. They show up to the fourth quarter of their championship game. Yeah, I was going to say, Seamus slaps Kyle's hand and they go to a basketball game that is already in progress. <laughs> Which is crazy to me. Like, and the coach is like, where were you guys? And Russell's like, in Ireland. <laughs> I, I love every Russell delivery. Um, but uh, and I'm like, that kind of sucks for these kids. They missed their whole championship game, but I guess they were playing Irish games. Um, and the coach is like, well, I don't care where you were. Get in the game, Kyle. We're not going into double overtime. So Kyle and Russell both like are in the game, except there Kyle's like what are we doing here there's three games left in the game three minutes left in the game Kyle's like what are we doing here and Russell's like I don't know why don't you ask him and one of the kids they're playing is fully just Seamus in in a green uniform and um Kyle's going up for the tip-off and he's like to the ref like isn't he a little old for junior high but to the ref he just looks like a normal boy we then see the grandfather is chained to the top of the backboard mm-hmm 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 Seamus wins the tip-off and scores, and the grandfather is like, Kyle, you can still get out of this if you run. Run now. And he's like, I can beat him without my luck if I just work hard enough. Bonnie has taught him this. The grandfather does not believe in him. He does not think so. <laughs> um, and then dad and mom and Bonnie drive up to the game. How do they know where they've been? How do they know where they are? I don't know. <laughs> And then uh, Russell is not like doing a great job in the game, but the grandfather calls him over. He's like, Russell, Russell, here, take this lucky coin. And Russell's like, oh, I'll give it. Uh, he's like, take this lucky coin and don't ask where it came from. And Russell's like, oh, I can give this to Kyle. And he's like, it won't work for Kyle. It'll only work for you. And Russell puts it in his sock and runs off. Mm -hmm. And the grandfather's like, a boy who will believe in leprechauns will believe in anything. <laughs> And I was like, sir. Listen, why are you, why are we shaming Russell? Russell has been transported to Ireland. I would believe anything too. Also, <laughs> yeah, he believes in you, sir. But Russell then steals the ball back and makes a shot immediately. Um, yeah. He's doing great. And Kyle's like, oh my gosh, great job, Russell. He's like, it's the lucky coin your grandfather gave me Seamus gets fouled and is taking shots and Kyle is like talking to his grandfather he's like why did you lie to him it's not a real lucky coin he's like it's confidence the boy be wanting not some lucky coin 
He's got all the luck he needs right here. I don't know why the grandfather believes in this for Russell, but not for his grandson. But this like turns something on, opens, uh, like clicks something in uh, Kyle's brain. And he's like, yeah, the luck's inside him. And mine's inside me. <gasps> the luck of the Irish. That's the title of the film. <laughs> um, but Seamus is like, give it up, boyo. You're a leprechaun and a leprechaun's nothing without his luck. Kyle says, nobody's nothing. And then he shoots and he scores. And he turns to Bonnie and he's like, that, oh no. And Bonnie turns to the parents and is like, that wasn't luck. She believes in him now. They're making <laughs> it happen, baby. <laughs> Tell me why Russell, like, tips a shot in, and then he's, like, he runs up to Seamus, and he's, like, I touched the rim in the middle of the game. And because he's talking to Seamus, he's not defending, and Seamus does score. Seamus has realized he's getting close to losing, and he's gotten ugly. <laughs> he's, his beard's gone crazy. He's got red hair now, too. I forgot he started with dark hair, but he's got red hair and a beard, glowing green eyes. And he was he like, looks very scary, very scary. And he is like, I am the saint of the step, king of the leprechauns. You'll never beat me. But Kyle passes to Russell with two seconds left and Russell makes it. Russell's dad is over the moon. Uh, they won. And suddenly the gym is empty, except for all the leprechauns, the family members and Bonnie and Russell. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The grandfather tells Seamus that Kyle beat him square fair and square. Mm -hmm. And Seamus is like, oh, I've got more lucky gold coins in a cave. Like, basically implying like, I just, I don't need yours. Like, I have more. And mm -hmm. Kyle's like, oh, but did you remember the other part of our bet? Mm -hmm. And Seamus is like, yeah, you know, your dad's side of the family is from Ireland where I can still be king of the leprechauns. And he's like, and you have been pronouncing, it's not eerie, it's airy. Like, you've been pronouncing the lake wrong. And Kyle goes, no, my my dad's from Cleveland. <laughs> I said the shores of Erie. <laughs> and Seamus suddenly shrinks while screaming. And he gets flung to Ohio. <laughs> A green meteor over to Ohio. And he lands in Lake Erie. And yep. Kyle is like, I sure hope he can swim better than he plays basketball. And he gets his luck back. He picks it up. And he's like, luck has nothing to do with it. Wow. He's learned something. <laughs> the crowd magically comes back to the game. Mm -hmm. And we hear everybody sh cheering and, and shouting. Bonnie's dad was on the bleacher and is, and is like, where have you been? And Kyle's grandfather covers for her and says that where she's been, she's been interviewing for a full ride college scholarship for Emerald Isle. But, you know, they're looking for a student to be more well-rounded and playing a sport. And so the dad's like, oh, well, she's going to start playing basketball next year. Right, Bonnie? And Bonnie's like, whatever you say, dad. <laughs> I do feel like Russell and Bonnie's fathers did not actually learn anything in this film. But, you know, 
<laughs> like he's proud of Russell because he's good at basketball and she's he's supporting her basketball because it's getting him what he wants, but whatever. Um, but also, why are we in middle school talking about college scholarships? I want Bonnie to have a life. I know. We can't all be young achievers every day, Bonnie. Yeah. Um, and uh, the grandfather's like, aren't we all so lucky to be living in so grand a country where anything is possible? And the dad's like, sure. <laughs> sure, strange old man who's giving my daughter a scholarship I've never seen before. Suddenly, it's time for Heritage Day. <laughs> Our boy Kyle is up there step dancing in a Cleveland Browns t-shirt. <laughs> Both worlds, diversity, coming together. <laughs> I'm like, have we still never learned anything about the dad except that it was from Cleveland? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Where is Bob Smith turned Bob Johnson from? We don't know. And um, Kyle says, uh, I don't know what he says. He says something about being an American. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He says something about, I don't know, know what he said either. I'm proud of my mom's Irish side of the family and my dad's side of the family, but I'm also proud to be an American and we're all something special. We all have a heritage and we all come from somewhere. And then he starts singing, mm-hmm. this land is my land. And so do all the other kids. Bonnie, Bonnie comes on stage and joins in. Kyle's parents start singing. Russell and his dad start singing. The whole crowd starts singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> don't you rush us. Beautiful moment of of patriotism. They're in front of the biggest American flag in the world. <sighs> I guess this one didn't work on me the way Cadet Kelly did, where I was like fully like gung ho American patriot after that movie. This one, I'm like, no, I am Irish now. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of a lot of talk about heritage in this film. A lot of talk about being proud to be an American. All right. All right. <laughs> and yeah, y'all, that was the movie. So silly. I feel like I didn't even get to a fraction of the silly things the mom said because she was saying them too fast. I couldn't type them all up. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> but yes, they. this one, I remembered many things clearly. I remembered the Heritage Day, the luck of the Irish, the step dancing at the end very clearly. I remember the basketball game. I remembered the eerie air thing so well um, because mm-hmm. it, I don't know why. Every single thing I've ever seen Seamus in since this, I'm like, it's the bad leprechaun from the luck of the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> that man's whole career, I'm always like, it's him. <laughs> Are we ready to talk cast or do you want to talk more about this movie and how it made you feel? (laughs) I don't know. How did it make you feel? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it is one of those movies, like we said, very iconic. I think if you're a millennial of a certain age, you have definitely seen this movie. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. Like, does it age well? (laughs) You know, I still really enjoyed watching it, but I had a lot of questions. (laughs) Yeah. I like, okay, we always talk about the message. What were we trying to say to kids? And I guess in this one, we're talking about being proud of your heritage and celebrating your heritage. And I do think there is something interesting where I do make a lot of jokes about white culture not existing. And it is kind of about a white boy learning he has culture. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is interesting. Like, is this like, was this written by someone who's like Irish child, Irish American child did not care about the fact that he was just or just felt like he was just American. I don't know. Maybe. Mm -hmm. In that sense, it's kind of interesting. 
but it's very um very odd we talk a lot about the oppression of the irish in a very <laughs> surface level way <laughs> in a way that i think i'm not i'm not going to deny what this what the story is saying like about the way that irish people were treated and all this other stuff but I do want to bring up Kyle's point where he's like, well, this was a hundred years ago. Right. And also the characters in this movie were apparently oppressed for being leprechauns, not Irish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I was trying to figure out like, okay, you're talking about like a culture being oppressed, like talking about learning heritage, but like, did we need this in 2001? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's very funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess let's talk cast. I'm ready to talk about our dancing king, Ryan Merriman. He is a friend of the show. Would you say he is a friend of the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, why do we call him a friend of the show? Besides him being the star of our very first episode, Smart House. Because at some point in the last three years, uh, I purchased Avery a cameo from him. <laughs> Y'all, let me tell you this story. <laughs> I graduated from my master's program. Yes, your girl has a master's. She sure does. And Shahan sends me a like, oh, like, congratulations. And like, sends me like a text. No, I don't even think you wrote a message. I think you just sent me the link in a text and it was like a video of ryan merriman and he's like oh yeah like congratulations on your on your thing and i was like okay like this is a very like pointed youtube video of ryan merriman like saying stuff this is cool and then he said my name (laughs) and i lost it (laughs) i think i blacked out and like did not hear the rest of the message and I had to play it again like two or three times to be like, oh, me, me. He knows me. <laughs> I will say Avery had the appropriate reaction. And I'm so glad because I watched that video and I was like, this man woke up at 5 a.m. the day it was due. <laughs> like, is they get a certain amount of time to do these? And sometimes they don't do them and you get a refund. That's possible. Um, yeah. That happened to us with Chessie from The Parent Trap and we just booked her right again. <laughs> We said, you cannot return our money, Jesse. (laughs) But yeah, he like clearly woke up at like 5 or 6 a.m. The day they were due, was exhausted and was like, let me get through these videos at the last minute. (laughs) It was such a surprise. It has to be probably like one of my top five, top ten, like favorite gifts of all time. (laughs) Like it was just so cameos are one of my favorite gifts because it's the silliest thing you can gift someone a video from a d-list celebrity (laughs) would you say he's d-list i don't want to be rude (laughs) uh i would say maybe a c-list c-list okay i mean outside of being dizzy king you know he had that moment when he was on pretty little liars i did not watch I did but he either. was on Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? Wasn't he playing the hot teacher? I've heard that. I've heard that. Okay. I, th- I think he was. He was in that. Yeah, he appeared in things like Smallville, The Ring, Two, Final Destination, Three. Like a lot of a lot of scary movie sequels. <laughs> like or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. three or four horror movie sequels are in his like early twenties. 
but nothing huge. And then weirdly, he showed up a couple of years ago. Do you remember this? He was in some movie. Was oh, it 42? He was in 42. He was in 42 as one of the baseball players, which felt like a bigger role for him, given like that 42 was a pretty big movie, you know, like. Yeah. It has Chadwick Boseman. It's like, it like did well. And and Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's a big cast. And for him to be like one, of, I guess, like, like he's like, like one of the baseball players, which to me felt like a big deal for him at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not been in a ton outside of that. He's like, it looks like he's got some stuff, but nothing I've really heard of. Um, a lot of TV movies and stuff. His his usual domain, I'd say. So, but he's still working. He's still. It seems like he's still supporting himself as an actor. You sent me an Instagram post of him yesterday. This week, this week? yeah. Of him doing the moves from Smart House. Mm-hmm. I lost it. <laughs> Is it? It's like a smart home. A company that does like smart home tech or something booked him for an ad or he's doing some sort of sponsored content and he like does all of his little smart house lines that's great that's beautiful it very weirdly timed since we were all we'd been talking about recording this for over a month yeah yeah honestly it's just us doing more um what is it called when we speak something into existence manifesting manifesting i think we sometimes call it jihad <laughs> what did we do to kiki palmer and oh yeah uh brenda saw what we're hoping we'll do to brenda song when uh mm-hmm. when i speak a celebrity uh, a decom celebrity's name enough suddenly they pop up <laughs> i don't know why it is beetlejuice <laughs> a reverse beetlejuice situation <laughs> quick give me one of the stars we want to be successful oh 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 i'm dead i don't know this is tough <laughs> why am i blanking on his name Give me my boy from Minutemen, the one Minutemen? I love, Jason Dolly. Jason Dolly, Jason Dolly, Jason Dolly. <laughs> Give me the boy I love. All right. Keep an eye out for him in the next two to five years. <laughs> oh, my word. You know, we were talking about what a big week it's been. We didn't talk about the fact that I saw the Jonas Brothers this week. Uh, you know what? I was going to do that as a little extra thing. I was going to, I wanted to talk to you about that, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh, we can save it for after the episode if you'd prefer. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, also, Ryan Merriman's Wikipedia picture is him in... He's not shirtless, but he's just wearing a vest. So he's like, no shirt under the vest. It's a deep vest. I guess it's... Oh, it's from a film called Cheesecake Casserole. Interesting. Hmm, interesting. I have never heard of any of the rest of the cast, but he wears a vest without a shirt in it. So maybe I'll watch it. he's 39 now uh yes um he's got a kid he's married anyway it seems like he's still successfully not like working like he's not like a he's still consistently like working as an actor even if he's not like a star you know yeah he gets paid to act every couple of years i don't know if he can support his family that way but you know he's he's working i think what also shocked me is the fact that like ryan merriman was one of these like og disney channel stars and i'm surprised that like he didn't get his own disney channel show like i i felt like that was always the move like at least with demi it was it was camp rock and then sunny with a chance or i i don't know i just i just was shocked that he never got his own show. Yeah. On Disney Channel. 
our most famous cast member, as it often is, is the grandparent, Henry Gibson. This man's IMDb? <laughs> Insane. This man had like, I was looking up, he had like 152 credits to his name. So wild. His first role was like one of the college students in the original Nutty Professor. Oh my God. Yes, like wild, wild. But he does do a lot of voice acting for animated shows. Mm-hmm. He had a stint most recently on Boston Legal, where he did like 20 or so episodes. Yeah, he, he passed away in 2009, but he did like uh, 24 episodes in Boston Legal in the in like 2004 to 2008. I, I still think of him as a guy who pops up in everything, because I remember like when he showed up in Wedding Crashers, I was like, that's the grandfather. <laughs> that's the grandfather. I think it's good. You like Rachel McAdams, so I think it's worth watching. But it does okay. have an awful lot of Vince Vaughn to get... <laughs> a lot of what? To get an awful lot of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh, okay. It's it. it I, I like it. Anyway, fans of the show. <laughs> Sorry, we're now talking about Wedding Crashers. Um, but yes, um, he shows up in just a lot of stuff. I do think, like, the Blues Brothers, Wedding Crashers... I, I haven't seen a ton of stuff he's in, but again, like Avery's saying, he has tons of credits. He's just like, he was like a very consistently working character actor for, for many mm-hmm. decades. And then also mm-hmm. a very consistently working like character actor in kids stuff, right? He showed up for an episode of The Amanda Show. Like you said, voices, Rocket Power, Hey Arnold, Charmed, very uh, Malcolm in the Middle. He just do an episode of everything, right? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, uh a busy man, very talented man. He was in the original Charlotte's Web as Wilbur. <gasps> really? Yes. I learned that as I said it. It was shocking to me too. <laughs> Not my namesake book. Okay. Uh, yes, Avery is named for the Avery in Charlotte's Web. Can can I tell the <laughs> Sure. Avery's big sister was reading Charlotte's Web when her mom was pregnant and she came home and she said, can we name her Fern? <laughs> and the no, mom said... I was almost... <laughs> you were what? I said, yo, I was almost named Fern. <laughs> you were almost named Fern. And her mom said, no, but we can do another name for <laughs> Which is, I think, my favorite story of anyone being named ever. <laughs> and uh, this is why I called Avery Fern for our sophomore year of high school. <laughs> Yeah. I think you and Laura, like, consistently called me Fern in high school. Fern. <laughs> Your sister was six or seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A six We're or like seven. Six and a half years. Yeah, a six-year-old coming home and being like, can we name the baby Fern? <laughs> it's so cute and so silly. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and you know what else that Henry Gibson was in? He was in Nashville, which I did have to watch for school. <laughs> Um, Nashville, not the TV show. Nashville, like the the Academy Award winning 1975 movie with like Lily Tomlin and I thought you meant the TV show. I was like, what? I had to watch Nashville starring Connie Britton for school. (laughs) I thought you were talking about that. I'm taking a class on country music representation (laughs) in the media, and now we're gonna watch all of Reba. A single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids and never stops. <laughs> My cheeks hurt. Stop. <laughs> um, okay, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the Jonas Brothers concert, but I will say it was on Broadway. Okay. 
who's on Broadway, and two of them have already been on Broadway when they were kids, Nick and Joe. And Nick got up there and he was like, it's so great to be back on the stage where I had my Broadway debut. And people were cheering for like everything they said. So he's like, back on the stage for my Broadway debut. And everyone cheers. Where I did my first show 22 years ago and everyone cheers. Annie, get your gun. Everyone cheers. With Reba McIntyre. I swear to you, I am the only person in that theater cheering. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, Reba! (laughs) Oh my gosh. You tell me you're not going to scream for Reba? (laughs) All of y'all are fake fans. (laughs) Anyway, we uh, back to what of the topic at hand. So yes, Henry Gibson, big star. The next biggest, by my estimation, is Seamus, yes. who is played by Timothy Omenson, who is another very consistently working character actor. Mm-hmm. He, I think, took a couple decades to kind of break in, uh, but then he was in Psych, and he was like a lead in Psych. And then what I watched him in and loved him in was Gallivant. Avery, have you watched Gallivant? I have not. Oh, Avery, I think you'd love Gallivant. (laughs) Tell me more. While we're here. Um, You know, we don't often get musical series to network television, but Gallivant was an ABC television uh, original musical comedy. And it was a fantasy. So it was about like this knight named Gallivant. It's a musical series. So all of the characters sing. And the music is by Alan Menken of Disney fame. Oh, wow. And Glenn Slater, also of Disney fame, I guess. <laughs> um, so, like, these these Broadway Disney guys were like, we want to write a musical comedy. And they did. <laughs> um, and it was created by, like, the guy who created This Is Us and uh, Crazy Stupid Love. So it's not like a nobody did it either, right? Like, it was, like, a lot of big names. It only had two seasons. It's really funny. Really, really funny. Okay. And... Timothy Omenson is in it as a villainous king, and he's so funny. He's very talented. Really? Um, mm-hmm. okay. And he's done a ton since then. I'm actually thrilled to see how much he's done since then, because I do know from around what, a little bit, a couple of years, I think I watched Gallivant a couple of years after it came out, and around that time, he actually uh, suffered a, str- a major stroke. <gasps> yeah, so Psych did, Psych did like this, like, movie or either movie or like one of those pandemic reunions i think it was a movie and then also <laughs> yeah they did they did three movies oh my god so he like was able to like participate but only like as a video call and the character might have been sick or something but he's been like rehabbing over the many years since the stroke because it's been like six years and he's he's had to relearn how to walk and stuff but um he apparently played a recovered stroke survivor in This Is Us. So he's like getting work Mm -hmm. still. And it sounds like he's getting work and he's getting unique work because it looks like he's going to be in Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the TV show, as Hephaestus. Wow. Wow. I'm excited for him. Good for (laughs) him. We love a good comeback story. Mm -hmm. I did say notably, I saw that one of his IMDb things was a character in Down With Love, which we just talked about on the last episode. But I did remember his character. So now I feel like I should go back and like try to find him. Yeah, I saw that he also does a lot of voice work for the Star Wars video games. Like a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of voice work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad he's still busy. He's like, but again, before and 
clearly after the stroke, he is a very, very, very busy working actor. And, you know, we don't always see that with our DCOM stars. Mm -hmm. He's like I said, he's the one I most often see show up in something. And I'm like, it's him. (laughs) It's him. He's back. (laughs) I did see a picture of him probably a little bit more current. And I will say that his current beard and mustache combination glorious like the one that came up as like my first picture when i googled him i was like oh he looks dashing he's a handsome man i think he was well suited to play like a a king in gallivant you know yeah oh my god did you see the long the like long yeah his hair is speaking of luscious locks (laughs) yeah i i do really like him what a star all right onwards (laughs) i will say our girl bonnie Lopez, her real name in real life is Alexis Lopez. So they didn't do that much work here with, you know, trying to come up with a new name. Uh, But she only did like a short stint in acting. Like she was on an episode of That's a Raven. She did like an episode of Even Stevens and like an episode of Seventh Heaven. And like that was, and then Luck of the Irish and like that was it. Oh, she retired on top sounds like to me. Yeah, it was like she made that Emmy award-winning love the iris speech and then was like i'm out i've given i've given all i have to give (laughs) yeah yeah the only other thing is russell's dad is another former nba player and it's so funny because he's such a small role (laughs) what yeah somebody named thorough lee bailey i don't know why former nba players love to do a a a decom but they do okay okay they simply do i was gonna I was going to say Russell is played by Glendon Chapman. He played a young Quincy in Love and Basketball. (gasps) I didn't know. Wow, rom-coms are really popping I didn't know that either. I went back and watched the Love and Basketball like trailer and sure enough, there he was. And I was like, oh. Wow. (laughs) I think he's been doing some acting here or there, but I see him more as like side character Mm -hmm. work and not main character work. And I would love to see him in a main character role because he really was given it in Luck of the Irish. The mom is Merita. I'm going to say her last name wrong. Gerti? Oh, no. no. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, she stopped acting in 2009, but she was like in a lot of like one episodes of like very popular 90s shows. So like Seinfeld and Frasier and Mad About You. Apparently she was in Groundhog Day too, but you know how I feel about time loop movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. I, like, oh, I don't think I would have. <laughs> I like them except for Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And then I would say the dad played by Paul Kiernan. Mm-hmm. We're going to see him again because he was later going to be in Go Figure and double teamed. I didn't realize he was in that many DCOMs. Yeah. I do recognize him though. I did like say, I have seen this man in more than one thing. <laughs> yeah. And like he's done sporadic work in movies and like TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. Some other familiar people. The director is Paul Hohen, which we have talked about him before because he did direct Jump In. He's directed Read It and Weep. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, You Wish, True Confession. He gives and gives. Yes, <laughs> this man is giving. <laughs> I also wanted to say a fun fact, Jahan, 
there is an Indian version of Luck of the Irish. No. Nobody told me. (laughs) Yes! We gotta find it! India's Disney Channel made an Indian version of this movie in 2012. How can you make this movie when it's about leprechauns? (laughs) Google it. Wait, I'm gonna send you a link. I'm gonna send you a link. I'm Googling, I'm Googling. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh my god, this boy's adorable. Oh my god, the logo, the title uses the same font in purple. <laughs> Sorry, this is incredible information. Do we need to watch it? How will we I, find it? I was going to say, if you can find it, I will watch. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> okay, so it's more to do with Arabian Nights and Arabian magic, which is interesting if he's Indian. All right, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, they said, we're not going to do that leprechaun stuff. <laughs> it, it, it brings up more questions than it than anything, I'd say. Incredible. Wow, the star is quite handsome now. Call me. <laughs> Wait, send me a picture. I'm sending it in the chat. I'm sending it in the chat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Everyone just Google the lead of this <laughs> All right, we're having a great time joshing around. But you know what we haven't heard? What Adam thought of Luck of the Irish. Oh, sorry, Avery is looking at a picture of this man and now needs to give her live reaction. Oh, I'm sorry. He does have luscious hair. He's cute. Okay, he sorry. Like, he has like Edward in the Twilight movies hair. <laughs> Weirdly. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adam. We would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I, this was insane. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, there was it was at times it was so close to almost saying something like you said, but I, I had not seen this one before, so this was all new for oh, me. Oh wow, Adam, you grew up you grew up without this classic. I mean, I. <laughs> this is for millennials of a certain age. Johan. I guess so. I guess so because I don't remember. Maybe it was on TV, but listeners, Adam is Gen Z. <laughs> you know what can you say? I can't believe uh, this. <laughs> this uh, this was an intense experience uh, about leprechauns and the Irish experience in America and <laughs> <laughs> hardships they have to overcome. No, no, that 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 line is so fine, and uh, the the way they wrote that in this movie was it, it was so close to like saying something. It just didn't say anything at all in the end, especially when they ended with the uh, uh, "This land is your land" thing. I feel like it was supposed to end at the basketball scene, you know, when they won the game, mm-hmm. and then the higher ups were like, "Can you make something more inclusive at the end of this film?" uh that's kind of what it felt like to me because i i was so i was actually like enjoying it when they won the basketball game and then when they got sent into lake erie that was fun and then when they started singing this language orland i was like oh no not that that's bad of course but (laughs) anyway that this movie led to some of the most uh intense reviews i've ever read about a decom on just google not even anything else it felt like this was probably as many of our other movies have been uh assigned watching for some class at some point because some of them seemed very sarcastic and some of them seemed very genuine what are these classes people are taking 
it's got to be like a fourth grade, you know, class or something, right? Some social studies teacher was like, listen. <laughs> yeah. <it's, that's, laughs> We're going to watch this for St. Patrick's Day before spring break. Enjoy. We're going to learn about appreciating your heritage. Watch this over spring break kind of viewing or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. So all of these I'm about to read are five stars, but you, they vary in tone. But just know that all of these are five stars. Five stars. Okay, this first one. This is a work of art. It should go in the Louvre. Just imagine it could sit right next to the Mona Lisa. I agree. Wait, no. It should replace the Mona Lisa. Okay, you're this not wrong. This movie has more emotion than the Titanic. It has better CGI than the Lion King 2019 remake. The incredible acting and flawless portrayal of the leprechauns made me shed a single meaty tear. Ew. This movie will go down in history as the best piece of media ever constructed. This is the kind of movie that will leave you thinking, that was an amazing use of one hour and 20 minutes of my life. Watch this movie if you are ready for a masterpiece. Right. A meaty tear? What, when it said meaty tear, that's what made me go, okay, I'm going to put this in the episode. Okay, this next one. This documentary taught me a lot about the Irish culture. This film follows the struggle of an Irish immigrant son and his struggle to fit in as a leprechaun. We also get a behind the scenes look at the true meaning of a lucky coin and its value to the people within the Irish society. <laughs> this film was a great reference for me while preparing for my trip to Ireland. Okay, and the next one here. This movie taught me a lot about the Irish culture and what it means to be a true American. Wish they had shown this in US history class. <laughs> next one wow just wow definitely the best movie in film history i would kiss the ground the director walks on hashtag best movie ever but ever is spelled with a w instead of a v you should kiss the ground he walks on again he's given us jump in he's given us hit after hit after hit this better not hashtag be sarcastic <laughs> hashtag best movie ever the best movie to, e this is in all caps, best movie to ever exist, robbed of its Oscar, meaningful, beautiful, 10 out of 10. Are we writing these? <laughs> I was going to say, Shahad, are you coming up with <laughs> these sound like they're, they're being written by us. <laughs> this one was five stars and the text of that, this made me laugh so hard when I, when I read this. This is five stars. The only text this entire review says, your feedbacks helps others decide what movies to watch which has, I guess, the default text for Google reviews, but they must have copied it because it doesn't post. It doesn't post. They anything. copied it. So they must have copied it, pasted it, or wrote it again, and then pressed post, which is pretty funny. This one is in all caps. Love this movie, DCOM Forever, which is, and then followed by like 25 exclamation points. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then this one's from IMDb, which is a real review. This was by far the best Disney Channel original movie ever. It is funny, good plot, and a great cast. The special effects were kind of corny, but so what? This movie is a great family movie, and I could watch it 20 times over before I get bored. A personal favorite. This movie is a thousand times better than Cadet Kelly and ten times better than the Even Stevens movie, but not as good as Get a Clue. A funny, clever, light-hearted movie. <laughs> Even teenagers will like this movie, and that is saying something. This movie probably could have made a lot of money if it had come out in theaters because Herbie Fully Loaded did, and if Herbie can do it, then the Irish sure can. This movie also teaches you about Irish heritage, and if you watch close enough, you can learn some stuff. 10 out of 10. This movie does teach you that the Irish can do anything they set their minds to. <laughs> that comment took me on wild turns. Yes. Because better than Cadet Kelly... Ah! 
I don't know. Uh, let me, I don't I'll know. read it again. I'll read it again. Uh, a thousand times better than Cadet Kelly. A thousand times? I think that's a Ten little times false. better than the Even Stevens movie. I don't have thoughts then, on the Even quote, Stevens movie. Not as good as Get a Clue. Correct. That part is right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm going to rank them. I think Get a Clue is perfect and has no no notes. So probably, yeah, get, not as good as Get a Clue. <laughs> uh cadet kelly also perfect no notes so um what are you saying here you're wrong you're wrong <laughs> you're a liar and you're wrong <laughs> that's from june 2005 uh, uh you can take it up with cd cole enda maybe they've learned since then they have had 18 years go get on one of your pseudonyms Jahan, and write back <laughs> <laughs> it's been 18 years all adults have been bored. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. But I feel like those are some of the some of the best reviews I've found. I won't toot my own. I won't toot my own horn. I'll let the I'll let the listeners decide on that. I think I died when someone called this movie a documentary. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this documentary taught me a lot about the Irish culture. This documentary, I um, huh? it did. It taught me a lot, and that's why I wrote that. <laughs> it taught me about the Irish American belief in themselves that they don't need luck <laughs> like what if you like went in and gave a report about irish uh, the irish in america only with the information you learned from this i think it'd be so funny they love to step dance they are descended from leprechauns <laughs> names include riley o'reilly <laughs> some of them are very good at basketball <laughs> Oh dear lord. Um, I did actually look up the writers because I sometimes like to do that and I um, wanted to shout out one. Uh, so two of there's two two writers. One of them, Andrew Price, also wrote quite a bit on Jeopardy for like 14 episodes, it says, over like 12 years. I, that doesn't seem like very many episodes over that many years, but it seems like a hard show to write for since it's questions. Yeah. Um, and then the other one mostly wrote, writes Hot Wheels movies or Hot Wheel are these Hot Wheels movies, Hot Wheels books. Okay, they might be books. I don't know. He's in like 2005. He had like a dozen Hot Wheels things come out. But most importantly, he wrote Don't Look Under the Bed, which I'm still too scared to watch. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and something called How to Murder a Millionaire starring uh, Joan Rivers. But I don't know. It's a TV TV movie with Joan Rivers, but um, yes, and that was that one. Or sorry, that writer's name. What was his name? Mark Edens. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're learning. We're li uh, we're living. We're learning. I know that we are supposed to be talking about Luck of the Irish, but can we talk about your field trip to the Jonas Brothers concert? I'd love to talk <laughs> about my field trip to the Jonas Brothers concert because I would say. You know, I work in media and I know I don't work with celebrities necessarily, but I do work with famous enough people that I think I tend to not get starstruck. You know, Steve from Blue's Clues is ludicrous. <laughs> that's those. That's it. That's all I've got. Oh, oh, oh OK. OK. I thought you were going to keep on going. But... I'm trying to think of anyone else. <laughs> Josh from Blue's Clues. <laughs> Um, anyway, but yeah, so, but I do think I try, I tend to not get starstruck because I'm pretty good at keeping my cool and I don't want people to think I'm talking about them when I'm in the vicinity, generally. Mm -hmm. When Sophie Turner walked past us to take her seat only three <gasps> or four rows in front of us, I did not maintain my cool. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Avery, we, we could see her the whole show 
I was like, I am watching Sophie Turner listen to When You Look Me in the Eyes. <laughs> um, also, uh, the meta was like, it was like distracting to the point where I was like watching, I, I could see her a lot of the show and I was like, a lot of songs you would not think you could snap and sway to. She was snapping and swaying, snapping and swaying. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, it was really cool. <laughs> And it was a great concert. For those who don't know, they were doing five nights in a row of five albums. So they have more than five albums, but they started with their 2007 album, The Jonas Brothers, going to their new album that came out, I guess, this week or comes out tomorrow. I don't know. Um, the first album, Wings. Jo- Wings, yes. So I, I got tickets to the first night, um, which is Jonas Brothers, which meant they were playing such hits as S.O.S., as uh hold on also a lot of songs i did not know prior to listening to the album in preparation like inseparable australia they have a lot more songs than i realized you know who knows all their songs who i (laughs) who was excited ecstatic that you were going none other than my younger brother michael (laughs) Wait, so Michael, Michael should have gone in my place so he could hear these songs that they don't perform live. I told him like the whole spiel about like what they were doing, like playing an album each day. And Michael was like, so which one is Sean going to? And I was like, the first one. And he was like, oh, that one has good ones. That one has good ones. And then proceeded to start playing songs. And I was like... How do you know this? So the one, like the ones I knew were SOS, Hold On, That's Just The Way We Roll. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd heard Still In Love With You, but I had like prepared by listening. Oh, Just Friends is really good. Um, but there were a lot of them. And then after they finished that album, the plan was always to take an intermission and then do um, do a mix of songs from the other albums, which none of us knew. We thought it was just going to be that album. Um, but then they, uh, they actually played year 3000, which I think it's debatable if it's on the album because year 3000 is a cover and it's not on the album track listing on Spotify, but it apparently is on the album track listing on Wikipedia, Mm. which is cool. Um, but yes, so year 3000 was super fun to see live or maybe it was on the album. It's just weird. I listened to the album and it was not. (laughs) Anyway, it was incredible to hear uh, Year 3000. And all of a lot of these songs are DCOM regulars, right? Like Hold On was in Johnny Kapahala back on board. Incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yes, uh, some classiques. They opened the show with like three actors reading from, uh, reading, playing them. Like just three random actors who looked nothing like them. One was a woman just like reading from scripts. Like they were doing a live reading of a play being like, it was 2007, and we had just been dropped by Columbia Records, which is very funny for a second. It's not funny when they're reading like a whole chapter of the book or something, and you're all like, is this still going? Is this still going? And then that ends, and then they start screening like a video about that same time period in their lives. And I'm like, this is the same information about them being dropped by Columbia Records in 2007. Um but then that ends and then they come out on stage and they were like, that was actually a reading from the book, which is apparently the title of a book they've all written about their lives that will come out at some point. Oh, I know so much happening. I feel like this is all very interesting because 
you know, some of us watch the Amazon Prime documentary and they talk about this in the Amazon Prime documentary too. So I'm wondering like, we got the Prime documentary, we got the book, we're sharing it in the concert. I we're know. just putting it on different mediums. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the second half of the show, I thought, oh, they're going to do a mix of the other albums for us. That's so sweet. Unfortunately, they did not do what I wanted, which was hit, play all the hits from like the second album and the third album, which would have been Burning Up. We would have gotten Love Bug. We would have gotten Paranoid much better. My God, they have so many hits. Uh, what we did get was mostly, I think they want to do more recent songs. And I will say there are two things I noticed about this concert. I was having a blast. But one, there were a lot of like posts about how Joe doesn't know the words anymore prior to the oh, concert. Yeah. They were making TikToks yeah. about how like Joe was going to be reading from the teleprompters. I don't mean to be rude. He, he like, the difference between the first half and the second half of the concert is you're like, oh, you can tell when this man knows a song really well. Like, he knows Sucker really well because he's been performing it for four years straight. He does not obviously know, like, not the, not like SOS and like when you look me in the eyes, but like, why would he know Inseparable really well, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, one, so he, I'm not certain he knew the words. Two, this album was written when they were 13, 15, and 17. And it's just very clear to me that, like, more so than any other of their albums, this album was not built for the voices they have currently. <laughs> like, Nick always talks about how hard that red dress in, uh, I guess that's Burning Up is to him, but that's yeah. like, it's the same thing in like SOS and everything, right? Like, it's like, these were 13 year, 13 and 15 year olds singing these. Um, voices were barely cracking. <laughs> yes. But anyway, perfect album, perfect, perfect show. And then the, anyway, the second half, they did a lot more recent stuff. And I think the big hits of it for me, they did do uh, everyone else left the stage and Nick did Jealous. And then Joe came out and joined him on Jealous. You know, I love Jealous. We love Nick Jonas's solo career. We saw him in concert when he was touring with Demi Lovato. <laughs> um, if you didn't know, we have shared this now. We got to share it every episode. One of them comes up, even though none of them were coming up this episode. And then, uh, (laughs) um, what was I going to say? And then, oh, they also did uh, Cake by the Ocean because the guitarist and drummer from DNCE played guitar and drums for the show. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it was really cool because he and the guitarist from DNCE were like doing their little, uh, doing a fun dance together. I'd see DNCE live. They seem like they'd be a blast. You have, right? You know I have it, but you know how much I love that album. You're the reason I love that album. I think this is actually in our lost episode about Camp Rock 2 that we recorded in 2018. Or maybe, uh, I don't remember when it was. Or we may have talked about it in the current 2022. No, but I do remember we definitely talked about it in one of the 2018 episodes. We talked about, um, we ranked our favorite Jonas Brothers songs. And you talked about how much you love DNCE. And I hadn't, I was like, ah, I like that one song they got about the toothbrush. What's that called? And you said, it's called Toothbrush. <laughs> but I listened yeah. to the whole album after we did that recording. And I love that album now. I, oh, also, yeah. I also really, um, you that, that ranking also taught me how many Joe Bro songs I didn't know. And that's why I love Paranoid and much better. <sighs> God, I would have loved any of the shows, I think. Because I even think their 2019 album, Happiness Begins, it probably has like the most hits per capita if you're talking about like I think I like songs off the other three more. Like my favorite Jonas Brothers songs are on the other three albums. Except for Sucker. I think that one's probably on my list too. But like 
there's a lot of really good songs on Sucker. <laughs> I mean, on uh, mm-hmm. Happiness Begins. You've got Sucker, you've got Roller Coaster. Okay, maybe I don't know that many. <laughs> I want you to know I listened to this whole album before seeing them in concert in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess I uh I really only like their hits and they need to understand. <laughs> Stick to the hits. Why are you singing only human, right? <laughs> They're oh very talented young way. men. I'm very proud of them. They've grown up so well and they're all wonderful fathers. <laughs> I truly was sitting there like a near 30-year-old at their concert, like watching them, and I was like, they've all got kids at home. It must take a lot of nannies to make this work. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> they all have kids so young; they're barely older than us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> any follow-up questions? I just want to thank you for taking us on that little excursion or field trip. Yeah. I just want to say, listeners, I asked for voice memos before Shahan went to this concert so that I could hear and experience. Sadly, I did not get those. So I'm listening I as you're listening. I did not have service in the theater, but I do have videos I will send you. They're all okay, very I... bad. <laughs> but okay. I'll, uh, I'll circle in a in when you look me in the eyes where Sophie Turner is. <laughs> okay. I did have to scour the internet and see clips from day one, hoping that I would see you in the crowd. But I'm in the not. mezzanine. I'm in the that's a balcony. <laughs> You're not good. I did. I did not see you go talk to Joe Jonas. I should have. I thought I would, but I did not. As <laughs> colleagues, as best friends, as <laughs> they're friends of the show, aren't they? <laughs> as friends of the show, they should have invited me up on stage. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. There was a but. DJ playing only music from 2007 in the intermission, but not really, because they definitely played Sugar We're Going Down, and I was like, I was sitting there in the crowd like, this song came out in 2003. <laughs> 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 but I was having a blast. <laughs> Cupid's Chokehold, I was like, I haven't heard this in a minute. Oh my gosh. Right? That, and I, yeah. I was sitting there like, I don't think I've heard that title. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you guys know, <laughs> truly nobody in the crowd was listening to me. I was like, Katy Perry was in this music video because she and Travi were dating at the time. And my friends were like, just like, why do you know this information? <laughs> anyway, oh I love the year 2007. It's when we met. It is the year we met. Wow. Yeah. That really made me smile. <laughs> An all time great year. All right, now that I'm weeping about friendship, anything else? <laughs> um, I've got nothing other than happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I hope you're all wearing green as you listen to this after St. Patrick's Day. Avery, are you wearing I green am, today? I am not wearing <gasps> a lick of green. Not today. I know. I'm not wearing any green. I can't believe this. My pants are green, but I have been wearing them for like three days because they're just the pajama pants I've been wearing. It wasn't a plan of attack. (laughs) (laughs) I showered yesterday. I just put these pajama pants back on. Sure, sure. I did. (laughs) I had a party to attend. (gasps) Oh, what a silly, silly movie. Oh, no, I just realized I missed an opportunity for a segue because I was saying, speaking of luck, we're lucky to have Adam. That would have been a nice entry into the Adam's Corner section. 
I love when I can slip them in like that. Anyway, this premiered on Disney Channel on March 9th, 2001. Do you remember where you were? I do not. (laughs) Mm -mm. I was eight years old. Oh, not yet eight. I was going to turn eight. All right. Second grade. Second grade. All right. Thank you all so much for listening, for joining us on a twisty turny one where we take a break to talk Joe Bros. You can find us online at From A to Xenon on Twitter. If you have any crushes, nobody sent any yet. I don't know why. I am looking in the email right now and I see nothing. And you know what's shocking about that? We did a rom-com episode for you last episode. There's no episode that should have gotten you more up and at him about love. Yeah. So you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, if you do have a crush you want to send our way, email us at supernovagirls2049 at gmail.com. Is it too hard of an email for people? I don't understand. We say it every episode and nobody sends us crushes. I know. I know. You can find me at Jehan413 and Adam at the podcast Adam across all platforms. Avery. I am at Camille says 36. This was a wild one. Sorry, I am so easily derailed. (laughs) But welcome back. Thanks for uh, listening to us chat decoms. Thanks so much. See you at the end of the rainbow. Oh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you, Avery. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream Water.